This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the first three episodes of the latest Disney Plus Star Wars show, Andor. Plus, the Avatar re-release does pretty good at the box office. Darth Vader will sound like James Earl Jones forever. HBO gives us a first look at the Last of Us TV show. And Beverly Hills Cop 4 is bringing back the OG cast. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 26th, 2022. (laughs) You know who this is. And you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Kraz out there. Oh, what's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is the reason uh, Snuffleupagus disappeared from Sesame Street. Uh, it's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? <laughs> I... I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> somewhere, did you notice somewhere in the late 80s, early 90s, Snuffleupagus just kind of... No, he's back. Is he back? He just... Yeah, he's back. He went away. Back. I think he went away to rehab for a while. Well, listen, he found out that Elmo was around, and now he was a big fucking player, and he got jealous. Yeah, he he's said like, he came out of retirement. I'm coming back, Bert. Yeah. Elmo is stealing my thunder. Uh, no, he disappeared, and I was like, what happened to Snuffy? For a long time, people didn't even think he was real. They thought he was imaginary. Well, I can tell you that he's back for sure. I can tell you he's back, hundred <laughs> percent. See, this is not. There's nowhere funny to go with this anymore. Come on, Rugs. I threw <laughs> you a thing. You could have made up something about. Yes, I had to put him. I uh, did a deal I, for me. How do I make? Let bad. me make a dick joke out of this. Okay. Hold on. Well, listen, all right, kids. This is how it's done, real time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Snuffleupagus was in rehab because he liked a fist. A uh, big bird up the asshole with his snout. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, I'll buy. And it. he like he had a thing about putting his arm in my slack hole. Listen, with a snout. That's all I'm saying. With a snout that long, you could do a lot of blow. You know what I'm saying? It's just there's lots of. Room that's for not it. really a dick joke. That's more of an asshole joke. Okay, it counts. A, it's one. Of, it's a. Pe- it's penis like. You know, it's know. one of the orifices. So I'll I'll give it a pass. Anthony, what do you think? Uh we should try it. We should start over again. No, we're not starting over. I threw you something. It's a big fail. Let's just proceed with the news. All right. I can. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Listen, they're not all going to be gems, people. What are you going to do? I need another drink. Keep drinking as we discuss our first topic, which is James Cameron's Avatar. Why? Well, because... Uh, We know the sequel's coming out in December, and to hype up Buzz and in a marketing move, last weekend, Disney re-released a remastered version of the original Avatar from 2009. Uh, This original release, also at the end, apparently had some post credit scenes from Avatar 2, 
And what happens? Well, it goes on to open like number three in the domestic box office. Oh, shit. Domestically, it makes $10 million. Uh, the only higher movie this weekend was Don't Worry Darling and The Woman King. Internationally, it makes another $20 million. This 13-year-old movie just made $30 million in a re-release weekend. Which, That's free money, people. Which, which now pushes the Avatar's box office total to $2.87 billion, firmly making it the highest grossing picture of all time. Just edging out Avengers Endgame uh, that's sitting at $2.79 billion. Wow. Here's my first question to you guys. Open question. Does this prove maybe that there is still some interest in the Avatar? Well, $30 million in the global sense is not a lot. But if you're looking at the it made ten million dollars in the United States alone, the, oh yes, that's not really that great either. Well, I mean, I mean, it's good as far as it's free money for them. But is it? I don't know. The box office hasn't been the greatest these past month and a half. Uh, they've been in kind of like there's no big movies coming uh, out. Is it going to remain in theaters? Uh, I think so. Also, they took it off of Disney Plus, so you can't watch it at home right now. You have to go. My follow-up question is, would you go see this movie again in IMAX 3D? Anthony. No. No? Not, no interest. No, I would not, okay. not no interest in seeing the original. I would say $30 million was only less than 2,000 movie theaters. I yeah. think that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty pretty decent for a movie that was out 13 years ago. Right? It's and crazy. So I think, yeah, this bodes really well. I think yeah, a Way of the Water will probably do a billion dollars. Like if it was if it didn't even crack the top five, then I would be concerned. But like it, it did get to the third place, so the way of water has to make at least a billion dollars, right? For all the money they pumped into this, and the fact that Disney really they have to put this out. Like this wasn't their call to do this. I don't know if they would wanted to do this, but they bought box. Do what? Uh, put out put out four invest in four Avatar. One hundred percent, they wanted to do that. No, this was already started at Fox though before oh. Disney. But they want to make money. They want to yeah, make money. Yeah, they want. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, you get Cameron, you get Avatar. This is probably going to do a billion dollars. Of course, they they were they probably were buying it, and they when they were buying Fox, they knew. I mean, they knew that this was being made. But did they think people are still interested in this old franchise? And can it crack two billion? Like, how I much think does people, this movie have to make? I mean, I, I've given Avatar shit because it's the most popular movie that no one ever talks about yes but it is still you know it's still made a ton of money a lot of people i remember it being an event and it's james cameron so i think i've heard there's people that are going to want to see this a lot of people are going to want to see it. there's not just people there's a lot of people that will want to see this yeah regardless of what it is if it's james cameron i'm gonna go see it it doesn't even matter if it's avatar because it, it doesn't matter what it is it's james cameron doing it and you know that you're going to get a theatrical experience, no matter what it is. He could make a fucking movie about fucking the Flintstones and it would probably be badass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. uh, just for the Generation uh, Z people, Flintstones is a cartoon from like <laughs> 1960s. What's the Flintstones? Uh, <laughs> it's about cavemen. <laughs> is it primal? Uh, no, I'm look, I think he has a really good chance of being relevant to a new generation. I'm really looking forward to, you know, he, they showed some footage at D23 and people were writing about how amazing the, the, this new motion capture underwater, the looks, the textures of things, 
uh, look just more advanced. I'm excited to see like a, a, a solid 3D movie. And again, Cameron's track record just says it all, right? But like, I want to see this new technology. Can he make 3D? He push it even further. Like, I'm excited to see it. I think it's a good move them releasing this now because it seems like yeah, of course. a lot of people like I almost went to go see it again in 3D just to like remind myself how awesome of a 3D movie is this is. But I didn't go. But I may. It's going to be out, I guess, for a while. I mean, he's uh, got. Yeah, they it, it it didn't hurt. Right. They gained an extra amount of money, like Rugg said, and they've got three more of these coming out. So the problem with the, the movies coming out now is compared to when the first film came out, the first film had made 2.8 billion, 70% of that was from international. Now they're not going to be able to put the movie out in Russia. And probably, I don't know if, if they have a China release date, hmm. which those markets are becoming less and less like China, especially less and less movies are going there. Even the Top Gun Maverick. I can't believe that that's drying up over yeah, there. That, yeah, it's that is that's alarming. It's kind of crazy because that that's hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, per movie, right? That are just taken away. But man, can that can these movies crack two billion again? Can he keep uh, reigning on top? Well, there's supposed to be five of these. Yeah, there's so there's four. Twenty twenty two, twenty four, twenty six, and twenty eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And so I'm, I wonder I, what he's got up his sleeve because right? you would you watch that first movie and with all the wonder and stuff, I, I didn't end that movie and go, yeah, there's there's a lot more to make here. Well, he's going to give us new planets, underwater planets, new flora and fauna and animals that have no names that are just fucking all made up. Yeah, what happened is that Avatar kind of just skimmed the surface of what he was doing. Right. So. He had this, um, the plot was with the humans coming to uh, Pandora and upsetting the balance of nature and then, you know, the the Navi and their plight. But there could be so much more to it. And if we deepen the mythology and deepen the world building and deepen all this, these characters that we could kind of get to know, maybe we can grow with these characters and go and maybe they have their own hero's journey. So it's like, yes, we saw this kind of simplistic um, introduction to the world of Avatar through a human being, right? That's pretending to be an Avatar or pretending to be a Navi. But there could be a whole thing unto itself of just that this planet, Pandora, and what's going on inside it. And I, that could work. I don't know if he's get, is going to be able to pull it off, but there is always an opportunity when you have a new world to do like you know you have tabula rasa you could pretty much do anything right so i mean i'm not even does the story even need to be that great like the first one a lot of people say it's fern gully or pocahontas and it's very it's a story that's been told before dances but the, with wolves dances with wolves but the the presentation was new and exciting if he get he's i'm mean, he's gonna have the same dope technology presentation but if the story is just another other movies that he's ripping off and just putting it in there. I don't even know if that's well, going to matter. It it could be another just standard hero's journey. Yeah. Where it yeah. Against yeah, evil, you know, yeah, Joseph Campbell deal there. Yeah. But you know, I mean, Star Wars kind of does the same thing. It's a very typical story just with new wrapping. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that, uh, this is what, you know, this great director that's done very, been very selective about the films he's yeah. been doing. This has decided that, He's going to make his life's work, this thing. It's been working out for the past 10 years. 
in the next 10 years. Speaking of the first movie, I love this quote. Shows you like James Cameron's got balls and he likes to throw out his weight at the studio. In an interview with the New York Times, he was talking about how he clashed with 20th Century Fox about the first Avatar's runtime. And they had a problem with the amount of, quote, flying around on the Ikran scenes. And this is what Cameron said. He said, quote, you know what? I made Titanic. This building that we're meeting in right now, this new half billion dollar complex on your lot, Titanic paid for that. So I get to do this. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, fucking guy, good for you. And this was in like 97 that he's fucking yeah. got, got these balls. So they'll just, they're going to let well, him no do one's ever, no one, No one's ever said that he wasn't a little uh, testy to work with. No, and there's been, remember all the like saying, the quotes that would come out of stuff he just said offhand that gets blown up on the internet over the years? Like, that happens all the time. Well, he, apparently he was a menace to work with for aliens in England. Yeah. Maybe a lot of these movies, he's kind of a control freak. Uh, he doesn't like to take shit from anybody. No. You know? I, would, I mean, that, that, that doesn't seem unusual for great directors to be just super tight with everything and wanting to control everything. Yeah, he's the last of like one of art. these guys, though. Yeah, you he know. doesn't let anybody push him around. He has huge balls. He prays to the Greek god Testicles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he fucking doesn't fuck around. Listener, let us know: Are you excited for Avatar two and James Cameron's balls? Uh, join what? the Facebook group. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, it's called Jock and Nerd Nation. We have an awesome, fun Facebook group. You can join and geek out with all our listeners. Uh, there's spoiler threads and lots of fun news and links and memes going on there. Join it today. Okay, moving on. A little bit of Star Wars news since we will be reviewing a Star Wars thing later. Uh, it's come out that James Earl Jones is officially retiring from playing Darth Vader. But that doesn't mean that James Earl Jones will not continue to be Darth Vader. He has signed over the rights uh, to his voice to Lucasfilm and uh, this company, Respeecher, that is an AI. They developed this AI software that we've seen. They've used it for Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker, and they used it for Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and Mando. And it's just kind of crazy that he's like, I'm done with this character, but we're going to keep, they'll never have to recast Darth Vader. They can keep having him sound the same forever. <laughs> it's that nice crack open, by the way. I like that. Nice timing. Sounds Perfect. promising. Uh, yeah. This way, you know, they're keeping the voices young and sounding like they did in the original trilogy. Uh, is this a bad? Is this a bad thing or is this a good thing? It's kind of crazy technology. Well, what would you rather have? See, this is the thing. I can't imagine somebody pretend to be James Earl Jones and do like a a James Earl Jones impression. I no, I don't. Or know. would you want like James Earl Jones to like get into the booth and then you're like, let's develop an AI so I could just always be eternally fucking present. I don't see this being a bad thing. I don't know. I think. I think first off, James Earl Jones is probably getting paid for this in perpetuity oh, for signing the right. rights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, that and doesn't his family come for free. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his family, like it's kids, kids. So whatever that amount is, is good. And yeah, like Rugg said, I mean, then you, at the then you're just going to get a people doing impersonations. 
you want this guy to live on forever. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. That is like it is kind of like the first kind of uh, immortality yeah. that we've ever seen. It's like vocal bit. immortality. I mean, I've yeah. never heard anybody sign over voice rights. Like that seems unique, unprecedented. I don't know if well, that's happened before. I mean, think of what what are like in pop culture history. I mean, yeah. is that a that's a top five voice? Yeah. Of all time, in, right? Like, maybe top two, top one. I don't. I mean, I, I can't think of anything more well, iconic. I'm, I'm number one. He's the same. Well, yeah, Rugs is is <laughs> Rugs is pop culture voice number one. Yeah, <laughs> Rugs no, is up there. Then Imran, and then ah. uh, James. Then Earl James Jones. Jones as Darth. I mean, yeah. what, can you think of anything else? What are what are the iconic voices? No, and it. it uh, He's definitely got. I mean, the guy who plays Skeletor is pretty. Good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he man. <laughs> Uh, or Optimus Prime is awesome. Oh, Optimus Prime that, is a good that, one. That's a classic one. Who else? I mean, I was thinking like Freddy Krueger's voice. Hmm. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan. Morgan Freeman, Freeman is as as, as God. A, a character in and of itself. Yes. just Morgan Freeman's yeah. voice. But I'm trying to think like what got, characters. You guys are right. Like you can't change his voice. It brings to mind when uh, Jim Henson first died. He, you know, he did the voice a lot of the Muppet Batman voices. voice from uh, Pain. No, no, not Bane. Christian um, Bale. From the, no, no, no. The, 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 the cartoon. Act, the cartoon. Oh, that guy. Mark Hamill doing the Joker okay. uh, with this, whatever, doing the Batman voice. Things like Gilbert that. Gilbert Godfrey didn't. He should have fucking AI himself as before he, he died. Oh, my God. He should have. As, as the parrot yes, from Aladdin? Yes. yes Just his voice, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're I mean, that's an iconic voice. That jock. And no, so when uh, Jim Henson died, his son took over and would do Kermit. But you could tell it was he tried to do an imitation and it was a son. It was similar, but it wasn't exactly the same. It was kind of weird. And so it's so certain certain things like that. You, I can't imagine anybody else being the voice of Darth Vader. It's just crazy. Stallone's Rocky voice. Oh, yes. Arnold <laughs> just being Arnold. It's brisk, baby. That was brutal. <laughs> Arnold should definitely. Oh, Arnold definitely needs to license his voice for future Terminator stuff. There's a couple stuff. of guys that could do a good Arnold, though. That's, That's true. true. I mean, we have the, the Tom Cruise guy who's the impersonator who we have. We have the cameo clip of is Tom Cruise. He's amazing. He does a great Tom Cruise. So some people, but yeah, you see I the think, face. I think. I think at the end of the day, he's getting. He's he's probably getting well compensated for it. We need a fake Arnold. Uh, like jock and nerd uh, cameo. Oh my god! If anybody out there knows of a good Arnold impersonator, we need to get Seth him. Seth Morgan's still around. To get, get, buy that cameo. Find the guy. I do Find it. the Arnold impersonator. We could. I use think it. he's at a truck stop right now, shoving a hoagie up his ass. <laughs> what? What? What happened? I stick it up my asshole. Well, that's well, what that's what you do. With it. <laughs> uh, also, like Luke Skywalker, uh, Mark Hamill could always be Luke Skywalker, and now James Earl Jones will forever be Darth Vader. It's crazy. Technology is scary. Uh, <laughs> someone uh, look. There's enough hours of this podcast, though. They could re-speech us, you fuckers. We, I, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we. Oh, can I retire? We could. We <laughs> could get it to the point where I just type in our conversation and it just spits out a podcast in the different voices. You won't know. You make the dick jokes from now you, on. How about artificial rug boy? Rugs, I know you've been playing around with those sites that generate AI images. That shit is crazy. Have you seen this, Anthony? What's that? There are these sites that work with AI. You can literally type in whatever you want. Like, you could type in, I want to see. Yeah, there's like AI art programs. Yeah, like Gordon Ramsay riding a unicorn over a rainbow. And the fucking thing will think and it will spit out this image well, of exactly Well, not anymore. Want. Oh, no. Not anymore. Nope. Because they've, so, of course, the minute they create something, someone has to try and make it into fucking disgusting porn Somebody tried or to something. Put in there. Uh, or like make yeah. like child pornography oh, with it. No. Like, hey, it's AI child porn. It's generated by a computer. But like 
So they like uh, put the kibosh on that. So they, they started like restricting like use of celebrity images and stuff like that. So wait, but is AI generated pornography? Is that would that still count as pornography? I don't know. It's still pornography. It's still pornography, but none of that actually happened. Or I don't know. Wow, this is where this AI is probably they're going to take over soon. Cyberdyne systems. Oh my god! Here we go. Look, the shit's getting smarter and smarter <laughs> every day. So, they, I mean, do you think it will get to a point where you could type in a plot of a movie and the thing just makes the movie for you? I don't know, but it could happen. Isn't that crazy? I feel like it's already making songs and shit, and and it's writing stories and blog posts, and it's making voices. There, yeah, I think we're a little bit away from that, but I think eventually, yeah, you could get there. You would have to be very, very good at communicating it. Like you, like, uh, you'd have to be able to be very articulate in what exactly that you want because specificity is like so important. Right. You can't just say like, uh, a guy who has a fucking long hair and, and a big sword and then it'll just, the AI will create a sword with long sure, hair. You need a little more, a <laughs> like, little more information. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think the the AI is. You're still having to input the creativity into the AI. That's true. Twenty years, the machines will have taken over. I'm saying it now. We it can't compose an image for shit though. Like it really, like ninety percent of the images like are cropped really weird. Yeah, and the faces like look weird, and the way it like draws is weird. But it's yeah. just the fact that it could do that now is alarming. Yeah, I mean, I would think that. Um, AI in about 10 years is going to be do- be doing a lot of shit that other people used to do for money. Yeah, it, yeah, it's going to take over a lot of jobs. It's going to remove a lot of jobs. Right. And you won't be able to tell. That's the thing. The difference is that's going to be. Eh. I think you'll be able to tell, but like it's still people are going to use it. Cheap shit is cheap shit. People want cheap shit. Like instead of paying some guy, you know, five or six hundred bucks to do an illustration, you just you know, pay whatever 30 bucks and, uh, and then there you have it. Well, yeah. If you need a blog post for your website, right? Here's a really cheap way to just type in, Oh, I need this picture of a hand doing this, blah, blah, blah. And it just does it. And you're like, there you go. I don't need a designer. Now all the artists should be worried. That's all I'm saying. Learn a new trade. <laughs> AI is here. People. It's going to be, it's going to be talking. It's going to be doing all kinds of stuff. The machines will take over. Moving on. Sure. <laughs> Uh, this just came out today. Let your pearls, Imran. Oh, we are all going to be replaced. How do you know I'm not a machine? It, uh, you know? It's it, it, machines would create perfection. And <laughs> oh. I don't know what we're looking at with you. No, this has all been coded into the system. It just looks like uh, Masacholi. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like a good lasagna. Okay. Anyways, the, uh, we have a trailer for the HBO Max adaptation of the video game The Last of Us, starring right. Mando, Pedro Pascal, right, and uh, Bella Ramsey. From Game of Thrones, both of the, actually both Game of Thrones alumni in the lead as Joel and Ellie, right? Which is yeah, kind of great. I didn't know we That's were right. getting Oberon Martell and yeah. uh, and uh, Mormont, Mormont to face off against the, the White Walkers the again. Ba- yeah, that's essentially what it is. So, Anthony, you played this game. Uh, people are excited about this. What'd you think of this trailer? It's HBO. I've only played the first game, so I didn't play the. I don't think I played the the second one. Okay, but okay. Uh, the first game is is an all time game. Uh, it's a great fucking game. Great story great scares and you've got hbo behind this you've got um 
good good lead. You've got a, a hot lead right now in in what's his name Pedro uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's going kind of against this is just there. We've had a zombie craze, but then again, Walking Dead's kind of cooled off. At least in my opinion, it's cooled off considerably. So may, we're kind of new, ready maybe for a new zombie take. Yeah, I think uh, I think this could be pretty good. I think you already have the formula. In terms of not only the video game, but the first like five seasons of Walking Dead were basically the Last of Us too. So it's it's an easy it's a it's something that you can you know will hit as long as it's well produced and you have good acting and a good story. As far as producing, this is brought to you from creator Craig Mazin, who did Chernobyl, which is amazing and depressing and so good. Definitely watch Chernobyl. Last of Us is a pretty depressing game. At yeah, times so as well. like you said, this the game is like you're playing a movie, you're playing a story. You hear the clickers, which is a fucking awesome. And you can clearly see shots in this trailer from the beginning of the game when things get going. I was like, oh, I've, I've seen that in the beginning. Well, you can also see the like the zombies that are. Yes, they look just like the flowered cl- kind the, of. Yeah, I, I forget cl- how that what even that that that's supposed to be. The clickers, the clicker monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh and you hear the clicking and the clicking oh, comes that's from real fucking creepy. Dude, it comes from the controller, right? It scared the shit out of me the first time. I was like, what's that clicking? Oh, sound? It was, it was <laughs> fucking hell, it's vibrating. Playing that boop game. That game, in the that dark. game was t- I couldn't play that yep in the dark. Tough to play. Oh, so good. Rugs, what do you think of this? Is your geek boner floppy chuck? It looks good. It looks like it's going to be uh, well well made. I don't know if I'm in, my interest is that high because zombies are not my favorite thing. But uh, The Last of Us as a game was great. And I remember being very involved in the game. But the game was like not so much because it was a zombie game, but because it was just like, you know, very uh, high tension, mm-hmm. uh, high stakes emotionally like uh just gutting you every second the of the day you're gets like you man it's so good it served that survival aspect of it was very very well done so uh i experienced it in the game i don't know if the the show is going to you know hit all those same notes but i hope it will it looks like it looks like they really spent money on it and hopefully it can do what the game does in a different format um yeah, I'll, I'll check it out, but I'm not like really like anticipating it. I mean, it's definitely a Walking Dead. It's not really high on my radar. It's a Walking Dead vibe, but it's HBO and they make quality shit. And I love the yeah, trailer. HBO is going to kill it. The you trailer, know yeah, the trailer looked great. Also in the cast, Nick Offerman, uh, Anna Torv from Fringe. You may remember her and Mindhunter. Yeah. Gabriel Luna is also in the cast. So this isn't coming out till next year, 2023. Okay, but fuck, it looks good. <laughs> I tell you, it looks good. You know what else looks good, listener? You with a Jock and Nerd t-shirt on. How do you do this? You go to our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. Visit our Public shop. Link in the description. You can pick out a hoodie. It's getting cold. There's some uh, t- uh, tank tops, t-shirts, baseball shirts. We got mugs, cell phone cases, lots of stuff with different designs. Old logo, new logo. Keep yourself warm with some Jock and Nerd gear. Okay, last thing in the news, one of the movies that was in our 1980s action movie tournament is getting a new installment. Uh, I'm talking about Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> coming out. They're making a fourth movie. Oh, Netflix bought the rights in 2019. They're calling this one Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. No number. Calling it Axel Foley. So, a couple of things to produced note. Produced by uh, Bruckheimer. Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, and uh, it's being directed by someone named Mark Malloy. This is his feature film. 
debut. Mm. In the past, Brett Ratner was attached. Actually, Adil and Bilal were also attached at one point to do this. Eddie Murphy is returning as Axel Foley. There's set photos of him wearing the same fucking jacket that he had in the original. But that's not all. Who else is returning? Judge Reinhold and John Ashton as Rosewood and Taggart. They will be back. Paul Reiser is returning and fucking Bronson Pinchot. Oh, shit. Surge Surge is returning. And my favorite line that Surge has is when he goes, what is this pertaining? What is this (laughs) pertaining? What is this pertaining? So my hope is that Surge is like some drug lord criminal mastermind. What are they going to do with him? No, no, no. Also, it's great that Larry Appleton, Marklin Baker is on She-Hulk and Bronson Pinchot Balky is on this in this movie from Perfect Strangers. Anthony, can this be any good? Does this even need uh, to be made? It doesn't need to be good. It's necessary. At this point. It, 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 there's a chance, right? I think where the the front, first off, the second one's not bad. It's just a little. It's it's Tony Scott. The third one's terrible. Mm. The problem is Eddie got really great. Like Eddie stopped being an awesome actor, like he is in the, the first one. He's really present throughout the movie and very good at flipping the switch. And then the the later movies and a lot of Eddie's later roles were just Eddie doing bits throughout movies. Right. So that kind of took it the wrong way. I mean, I like the, that the original cast is coming back. That's crazy. Um, I think really what they could have, what they should have done, and this isn't my idea. This is I stole this from the rewatchables, but it's a brilliant idea. Is what they should have done after the first one is they should have sent the whole crew to Detroit. Oh and done yeah, the, 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 done the whole the same movie over fish there. Fish out of water yeah. in Detroit when they have Eddie showing them around. That would that would have been, been the right good. spin. Yeah, but instead they kept having Eddie go back to Beverly Hills for these cockamamie reasons. He's going back to Beverly Hills for this one too. For some he reason, he is going back. Yes. So it, there's a chance it it could be good if the, if the people making the movie give a fuck. We'll see. I, I'll, I'll give it a no shot. Way- there's no way it's going to be good, but I'm still going to watch it. Just like Coming to America Part 2, it was terrible. Okay, that was terrible, and like, can they Top Gun Maverick this? The last few, like, the, the Bill and Silent... No uh, way. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was okay. Was Eddie no any way. good in Coming... I never even saw Coming to America too because you guys gave it such bad reviews. Was Eddie any good? He is, he is okay. He's the same character, kind of, he was in the first movie. But it's just them. Inter- I'll tell you where he was good, and that it's a recent performance. And my name is Dolomite. Right, you he's amazing one. in that. So I think he's got the chops. It's just how much does he want to commit to it? Coming to I mean, America like is forgettable. Yeah, uh, Judge, Judge Reinhold's funny as hell. Joseph Gordon-Levitt also joining the cast this time around. Judge oh, Reinhold weird. is always loved. But these guys got to be old, though. <laughs> I mean, how old is Paul Reiser? Paul Reiser is pretty old. I'm not Paul Reiser. What's the guy? They're not bringing back. The, he must be dead. Let me see the guy's name in Beverly Hills Cop 2. The Bogomil that plays Bogomil. Oh, speaking of dead actors, we somebody pointed out in our Ronnie Facebook. Cox. Somebody pointed out in our Facebook group based on, oh, I think it was Nick Shev, our Cobra Kai review, where he said Michael Ironside was dead. He yeah, could, he's, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. So well, he's dead to me, so, okay? Correction there. They got to bring back no. Ronnie Cox. He's Ronnie 84. Cox? Oh. Yeah. Bogomil. He's the lieutenant. He's the oh, lieutenant in the first one. And he gets uh, shot in the second oh, one. He's Dick Jones in RoboCop. Oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yes. He's still alive? He's still oh, yeah. This guy's 84 great. years old. He's been in every Jesus Christ. thing. He looked like he was 84. He was in Total oh. Recall. Oh, he's Bohayan <laughs> in Total Recall. That's right. They, what they should have done, either that Bohagen. or they, the second one, there were all sudden ideas throwing around that they'd send Eddie to like London. 
Ah. But Eddie's Eddie's ego was like, no way, I'm no, I'm not going to fucking London. I'm going to do another <laughs> film in L.A. Yeah. I'm not going going to London. I just want to hang his, out. His here. ego was getting out of getting out of control already. Oh, it's gonna be. They great. were gonna do like they were gonna do a thing like, but the thing should have been putting Eddie or putting different cops in different cities, fish out of water yeah. cities. Yeah, but instead yeah, they but kept going back to L.A. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the best we can hope for is they kind of just redo the first movie and change no, a couple don't redo things. The fir- you got to do a spin on everything. They, they they redid the first movie two more times in the second and the third <laughs> movie. I, I am also, I think there's a low probability that this will actually be in. I good. have a little bit of hope. Okay. I'm going to watch it anyways, because how are you not going to watch uh, fucking Eddie Murphy come back? You definitely. When they make the guy. Golden yeah. Child sequel, yeah, then I'll perk up. Like, <laughs> the Golden, the golden Child 2. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I love Eddie. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if that's like big be. trouble in little China with Eddie. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't know when this is coming out. It's a Netflix. I, movie, I remember so. seeing the golden child as a kid and going, yeah. this is really strange. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here. What's with this movie? It's a good, I know. It's a good Eddie Murphy movie. It was like, they just, they said, they said like, it's, it's big trouble, little China with Eddie Murphy. In it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and that's all it this is. It's fucking strange. So yeah, things will, things uh, will never die and they will come back. Uh, yeah, but that's a good thing. I mean, I, I like, Rewatching Beverly Hills Cop, I was very impressed with how much how good that movie's yeah, aged. Yeah, how yeah. well that movie's aged. Yeah, it holds up for the most part. So yeah, Eddie, you can do Coming to America. Let's do Beverly Hills Cop. Bring all your shit back, Eddie. I don't care. Do it. I mean, they've been having Coming uh, Beverly Hills Cop four in yeah. per, post in pre production for probably ten years now. Yeah, they've been talking about making that movie. Yeah, they've been talking about making that movie since the mid nineties. I think they're actually shooting it now, so it's gonna it's gonna happen. There we go. All right. That's it for the news. We're going to take a break, play some promos here, listener. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Star Wars right after this. Yay. (laughs) Anthony's favorite thing. (laughs) After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Matt. And Jesse. We host American Slacker Podcast, your weekly rundown for weird news, entertainment suggestions, and unique games. Every other week, we bring on guests from all walks of life, like comedian Mark Forward of Letterkenny. Yeah, we just call it tuna up here. We, we, we're pretty clear that it's a fish. And NYC stand-up powerhouse Ian Fidance. I want to fucking punch you in the fucking face with positivity <laughs> and fun, motherfucker. Actor Brandon Crane of Stephen King's It. There's a lot of the work that I did, like Wonder Years to It, they were all very, you know, period, 50s, 60s, and, you know, chunks were all the rage. And Arthur Clown from Terrifier, David Howard Thornton. They also had to make a mold of my face while I was there, so that was kind of claustrophobic in itself. Musician Dan Simons of Just Surrender. First time ever going out on a tour, you remember every stop. And Nick Thompson of Hit the Lights. All, all the stuff that I think that people go through through life, and it's just, like, my outlet for that. Watch the video version of American Slacker on our YouTube channel and listen to our show on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit our website aspodcast.com for everything American Slacker. That's it. There you go. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookiee Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today, and remember, the Force will be with you, always. Doc and Listener, if you enjoy this show, consider joining our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! 
and it's a way for you, listener, to give back to all the attempt at entertainment we try to provide. If you feel like you want to give back, that's where you could do it, and you get stuff like access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. You get access to our Discord server where we do monthly geek out hangouts, and there's a tier where you can pick any movie you want, force us to watch and review. Lots of fun stuff, all at jockinner.com slash Patreon. Check it out today. Let's get to this week's review. It is the new Disney Star Wars series titled Andor. Here's your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. I know what you're thinking. Andor what? It's just Andor. Andor. <laughs> it's not two, <laughs> not two words. Boo. Lame. I'll give myself that. Uh, anyways, this is a show <laughs> that is uh, created by Tony Gilroy, who has given us Rogue One. He's for ro- us by us. For us. It's made for us by us. It's a FUBU Star Wars. Oh. Is that where you're going? Maybe not. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's where exactly Dave, where I was going Damon with Damon Johns is a huge Star Wars fan. I know this. for He, t- he says it on Shark Tank every week. Uh, no, Tony Gilroy wrote Rogue One. He wrote and directed Michael Clayton, The Bourne Legacy. He wrote all the Bourne movies. So this is Tony Gilroy. This show stars Diego Luna reprising his role as Cassian Andor from Rogue One. And it is essentially a prequel to a prequel that is in between other prequels. Okay, you follow me? It's set five years before Rogue One and Star Wars A New Hope is the setting of this specific Star Wars show. Anthony, let's hear from, in layman's terms, from the not Star Wars fan uh, perspective, uh, they put out the first three episodes of Andor. What is this show about? What happens? This is about Andor's origin to joining the rebels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rebellion. Yeah. And it starts with him looking for his sister and getting caught up in with some bad cops that he actually ha- he has to murder or defend himself and kill. And by doing that, he draws the attention of some police that are looking for him while he's, while they're looking for him. He is in the midst of trying to make some money by sell some shit. And he has to meet a guy, meet a girl that knows a guy. And, and that's pretty much the first three episodes. I know a guy, that guy being Stellan Skarsgård, who's awesome and everything. So, to me, this was a very different Star Wars show. I am can't wait to find out what you guys thought. Anthony, overall thoughts. I know you, we forced you to watch Star Wars you things. You forced me to watch these things. You so, forced me. Now that we forced you to watch like the Favreau Filoni shows, I am yep. curious to see how this one hit you. Okay, so I'll start off by saying I, I did not want to watch this. Yes. I thought... I didn't even remember Andor from Rogue One, even though I liked Rogue One. I've seen Rogue One one time. And it's been six years, <laughs> yeah. and I've never revisited, so I don't even know who Andor is. The only thing I know this guy from is he plays uh, a drug dealer in Narcos, Mexico. Oh, he's a Narcos, too? Man, everybody's a Narcos. He is. Okay. So that's all I know him from, and I hate Star Wars. So not a lot going in the right direction. Nope, no, no. Uh, watched this show, and I'll say that... Uh, by the end, it's not bad. It's not a bad show. Uh, it's not a complete waste of time. It wow. actually is pretty decent. Wow. Um, I think what I think similar to what happened with Rogue One and why I kind of like it is there's just not there's not a ton of goofiness to this thing, and that's mm-hmm. what I kind of hate about Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. just so fucking goofy, mm-hmm. and this treats everything 
pretty seriously. The set pieces are pretty um, seem pretty lived in. There's not this like cheap set feel, at least in my opinion. I think there's there's good there's good drama, and I, I'm kind of enjoying following the guy. And the third episode has a has a pretty fun like not even fun, just like kind of a, a tense harrowing sequence yeah. with him meeting Stellan Skarsgård's character and then the fa- the the shootout and the yeah. the motors and stuff dropping all over the place and them trying to escape so there's like real tension they treat this very seriously if if we have to re- watch all these episodes I wouldn't be upset so holy there we go. shit I'll take it wow that's uh that is interesting it's the first good show that they've put where I've like this is legitimately pretty decent since uh, Mando well and you touched on a lot of things that make this different from the Filoni Favreau Star Wars universe that they built. Rugs, what would you think? This is clearly a more adult Star Wars show. I mean, it starts out in a brothel and there's a fucking murder. Like there's sex in Star Wars. They said the word shit for the first time on any Star Wars thing. The one guy says shit. So this is a different take. Did you like it? Mm. Is it Star Wars? Mm. Uh, that's question number one. Um, That's a good question. It, it, like Rogue One, it kind of adapts this very serious tone, and it's kind of like uh, a lot more grounded and more gritty, and uh, it feels less uh, melodramatic as Star Wars is. You know, Star Wars is kind of like melodramatic and like over the top and played up a lot, and that could be grating on people, especially when they've. They've grown up with it, and some of they might have matured out of that, you know. Um, so I do like this direction. I like, I like funny stuff, you know, and I like the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. But I think that there's too much of that going on in in all the Marvel stuff and everything. So I feel like this is different, and it feels it just makes it feel like it's more serious, and so you're taking it more serious when you're watching it. And you're allowing yourself to get more invested in it because it has that air of reality to it. So I think that that plays very well as far as a person trying to connect to a show. This may not be a show for someone who really loves Star Wars, though. Um, So it's kind of a conflicting thing. Um, I do like this show, though. I, I really think... Uh, they're doing a lot of great stuff. I like that there's sex in Star Wars. Right. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I like that they're kind of evolving to kind of grow a little bit more adult. And this is a very direct story. It's like a guy looking for his sister. Um, you know, he's now got the attention of the police. He's got to fucking get the fuck out of there. You know, you understand his motivation. There's nothing like hard to figure out. You don't need to even see any other Star Wars movies or anything to watch this show at all. Like at this point in time, three episodes in, you don't need that. Anything you need, no knowledge of star Wars to watch it. So it works on that level. Um, I did think that they took three episodes to do something that they could have done in two. I agree with that. A hundred percent. I feel like that, that that middle episode was like filler galore. They could have done. So the episodes were like 40, 30, late, high 30s, 40 minutes. They could have done all of this in two 50 minute episodes. There was a little bit of decompressed writing. There was happening. a lot of fat. There was a lot of fat. They could have yeah, cut with out because the, they're going to they the were like eating a dead horse yeah. at, uh, at some points. But with that said, um, 
still I'm interested to see what happens. Even after going, there's a lot of this decompressed shit where like you're like, let's get to it. Like, why am I? He's still trying to sell this thing. Yeah. Three episodes, like three episodes in, and he still hasn't yeah. met, met, met this guy. The third episode, though, does pick up, and the minute Stellan Skarsgård shows up, like, right. it gets really interesting. I, I, I think that the re- that. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel like the reason why they did that was because they wanted to give that that scene in in the hangar with all the motors. Yeah, that was great. It's due. They wanted to make sure that they spent enough time to make a nice, big, uh, satisfying action sequence that had, like, tension in it. And if they were to squeeze it down and chop it down to fit in an episode, it probably wouldn't have worked as well. But I think that instead of uh, decompressing the story, they could have added another element to it, you know, to, to kind of, okay, to kind of be like, okay, we're not just waiting for this guy to show up for like two episodes. Well, they had to put three episodes out. Imagine if they just put the first one out. I'd been like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, you can't stop at the second one because then you'd really be pissed yeah. off. Well, yeah, that, that I would just while we're on that point. I watched the first two yesterday, and I watched the third one right before the show. When I watched the first two yesterday, I went, eh, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I took note of the tone, and I appreciated that, but I wasn't hooked in until I watched the third one, and I went, okay, this this is going somewhere now. I get it. I well, yeah, now it. You, it's like you could see that the the level of that they're willing to go to, yeah, right. Yeah, they're like, okay, we can we're going to add tension. We're going to add like. We're spending money on this shit. It's it's going to be well directed, and you know we're not cutting any corners. It here. looks movie level quality, like it's very cinematic. Like I yeah, said yeah. before, it it's looks all great. shot on location, look and good. so it's doing like a lot of great things. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to stamp it out at this point, but I do. I am very wary of of them decompressing stories like throughout this series. What also worked for me too is the fact that. The bad guys, quote unquote, are these like cops. I don't know what you call them. They're just cor- corpos. They are corporate. Okay. Yeah, they're like corporate cor- security. Corporate that, security. That yes. the empire sure. kind of like is sending out to but do their bidding. The guy that is re- re- leading them. Yeah. Although he looks kind of like a square. Yeah. His motivation is also like it's it's also good. He he he's coming from a good place, right? Because. He doesn't know what happened to those two officers. Right. All he knows is there's two dead officers, and his boss is just like, "Fuck it, who gives a shit about them?" And he's like, "No, like they died. Like we got to, we got to investigate this. We got to get after this guy." The, the 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 dueling forces of these two guys going at each other that don't really know one another and seem to at least have their hearts in the right place also makes for an interesting conflict. That dude yep. is going to be in so much trouble when his boss gets back because he told him, make it look like an accident. We don't need this heat. Basically, this is this uh, company that's working on this planet and they don't want the Empire involved in anything because then they're just going to come down and take over. Right. They're like subcontractors. So he's like, make it look like an accident. We don't need heat on this. And what ends up happening? This guy takes his men out and gets half of them fucking killed uh, along the way. He is in so much trouble. He's fired. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, I don't think, but that's not the last you see. I think of that guy. Like, no, Ka- Kira, his name these is two are going to be running into each other yeah. over and over. Cyril Karn. This is why you don't see any like stormtroopers because like they're not technically they're like subcontractors of the Empire. The Empire oh, is gotcha. just 
They just the Empire is doing its own thing. Well, you know that's smart. You know why? Because yeah. every time someone sees a stormtrooper on scene, it's the, yeah. the most unintimidating so, thing you'll ever see anymore in yeah. Star Wars. This is not a show that for the other one where like kids will attach themselves. There's no like older guy and a young uh, puppet or a young right. child. Like this is fucking. I love this. We don't have gr- Leia. We don't have yes. Leia. Out running, well, they got the running adults. Yeah. I love the droid. B2 is great. I love the fucking little droid. He's got a little attitude, but I love this grounded, dark, mature take on Star Wars. But I've heard, seen some of the discourse and rugs. You brought it up a little bit. Is it, it, It's almost like you could take Star Wars out of this and it's still a solid sci-fi show. I loved how some of it looked like Blade Runner cyberpunk the video game in the beginning but it kind of looks like district nine yeah a little bit like district nine that kind of but is that that industrial garbage mm -hmm, feel and the neon lights and shit and uh but is that like they have a red light district in star wars it's great is that a good or bad thing because why can't star wars be also this as well as be what the mandalorian is it can be it can be just people have to get used to it um like that's why Rogue One is a polarizing film to 100%. a lot of people, and that's why they kind of stepped in at the end and redid the ending to like make it more Star Wars, right? Because Tony Gilroy, if you, I read some articles, he admittedly he goes, "I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm approaching this from a a, a guy who's has not into this lore." So this is why you get this tone and this feeling that there's no there's no nostalgia, there's no unnecessary callbacks or little Easter eggs. It's just this sci-fi story. But I kind of love it. I kind of love seeing the side of Star Wars. Well, look, I, the, the thing that people have to understand is that at the end of the day, this is the beginning of the the Rebel Forces. Yeah. So it's going to tie in. There's going to be space battles. There's going to be uh, maybe, maybe not like X-Wing fighters or maybe who knows who the fuck knows. But like um, there's definitely going to be that. So that's going to tie it in. There's going to be that that connection is going to be there. Would you say this would be a good entry point for Star Wars people, like someone like Anthony who hates Star Wars? I, <laughs> I feel like they could get on board if they watch this. Cause- I feel like people who are just like sci-fi could just watch this show. Yeah. I liked it because it's 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 a well-made show. Like it's a well-made show with an inter- interesting story and a conflict that. Is it kind looks of great. Yeah, and it looks it great. It looks great and feels great. Like you're, you're, you feel like you're watching quality. You feel like you're almost in a movie Absolutely. theater experience. Yeah. So I feel like that anybody who is receptive to that cinematic experience is going to like is going to get that out of this show. I really like the scene too. There's you know a bunch of scenes, but I liked how you know when the town kind of rallies for them and they all run and start banging the things. Yeah, yeah it's great. Banging the metal. Yeah. Even the scene where the the guy that ratted him out gets killed and he's on the staircase dead. Yeah. It's like Tim. It just looks I don't know, it just looks more even though it's it's clearly obviously sci-fi. It that's that that looks like a real alley in 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 a, another planet whereas like yeah. if you look at like Boba Fett, yes. All those scenes look just like straight up set. This is the other thing I appreciated. The world seems very lived in. You're out, you're seeing construction sites. You're seeing blue collar side of Star Wars. I love the diverse cast in, you know, the humans and the, the aliens. That big dude Vetch was great where he just stood there and goes, oh, what? The big alien dude. Everyone's acting for the most part like actual human beings. Right. So there's none of this like because Star Wars has a tendency for people to speak in like cliche goofy terms, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's this just is a goofy. All, yeah, all the time. it's a goofy. That's part of it. But then this is also it's made for side. kids, right? This is not <laughs> though. Like this is like somebody's taking Star Wars, making an adult show, which is fucking. It's dope. I can't wait to see how far well, they push it. If you're going to make a a Star Wars show for like a uh, stuffy, you know, unimaginative people, right? Like adults, right? That are like that have lost their childlike innocence, <laughs> sure. you know, no and, fun and you know, and swashbuckling fucking yeah. tendencies. Yeah, you're going to center on the stuff that is kind of like uh, very boilerplate news. Like you got, um, you have, you have, you have like you know this rebellion. You have this oppressive government. You have all of these things that you can do that are kind of everyday things that we all deal with and just packaged at star Wars. So I think that's what they're doing. And um, so it, it is more accessible in that way. I love that. I love that perspective. I love seeing that angle. Like in the third episode, when Luthen Stellan Skargard is like, don't you want to fight these bastards for real? You know? And I love how Cassian goes, the empire is so fat right now that they don't even notice. I, I walk in, I spit in their food. I take their gear. Nobody's paying attention. And clearly that guy Luthen has been following Cassian and knows that he's really good at sneaking into places. So I just love that we're at like the height of the empire and it's so big that they're getting sloppy and you could sneak in. It's fucking great. Uh, so here's how the, the layout of the pacing of the show is going to go. Apparently the first season is 12 episodes long. The fir- it will cover one year in time and every three episodes, there's going to be a time jump. So this first three episode arc was like Cassian's origin, right? Luthen finding him, taking well, I'm him. I'm sad he's leaving his what are his adopted mom and uh, Marva, robot. yeah, Marva who kidnapped him, basically yeah. from the planet. She did. Uh, did you? What'd you think of the flashbacks? I like that the Canari they didn't have any subtitles and he just had to like figure out by context. Out. Yeah, it was a, they were a little long, but it was a little long. It didn't need to I be did, that. Much. I did appreciate how, like, again how how it looked. It looked yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love how it didn't look like yeah. a lot. It didn't look like a lot of things I typically associate with Star Wars. That's so interesting. You say that. Yeah, this thing, the production on this thing is amazing, and I love like the little indigenous native people, you know, style of kids that they were. What do you think is the? Is it the director that makes the biggest difference here, or is it just the set design? Or I mean, Tony Gilroy like, is a big part of this because it feels just like Rogue One, so he definitely has a tone in mind that he's show writing and, and writing into it. He's not directing the episodes. Right. But he is writing. He did direct. Oh, no. Yeah, think, he, yeah. Toby Haynes has done the first three. Yeah. Tony Gilroy said he was just like, it's too big for him to also show run and direct. So, but it's clearly his vision. So this is, I don't know. I think a lot of it comes from him. Yeah. I don't think it's anyone like, I, I don't think it's solely because it's, serious that i like it I, right. I i like it more but mando wasn't always that serious no, and i liked it yeah it's just i think it's just a good combination of so far good writing a lived-in feel a real a real tension to a lot of the stuff you know right off the bat i was not shocked but i was going when he headbutts the guy and the guy dies yeah you're like what? and then he point blank shoots the other guy in the head yeah. and going oh this is this is a little bit different than yeah. what i was expecting even like in the other Star Wars stuff, when they stick lightsabers through people, it just doesn't feel right as real as as that kind of felt. Sometimes that scene, people survive even after that. 
just, like the guy begging for his like just little things like the guy like bl- begging that he won't tell anybody before he gets shot in the head yeah. i'm like that that feels real that was great because i'm sitting there going fuck you gotta kill this guy too now he's gonna you can't let him live and then he fucking kills him and i was like oh i didn't expect that but i could see why you did that i just like that also he goes to the nightclub and because the woman comes up to him first, yeah, they mad. get pissed off. Yeah, yeah, they, wanted, they wanted her. <laughs> they were like, hey, we were here first. <laughs> That's great. And I love his look. And the guys. It was very yeah. Roadhouse. It was very Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, my God. Cassian is Roadhouse. Well, the next three, as you mentioned, the next three episodes are going to be a different director. So we'll see. Yeah. Suzanne so this, this will probably be like the, the as the rebellion has started and he's sneaking into the thing. So that's the first season. The second season apparently will cover the remaining There's be a second season. Yes, they have. This is a two season two 12 episode season show. 24 oh, wow. episodes. The second season will cover years two right up to Rogue One. But that's not coming out for like two years. So holy shit. Yeah, they just started shooting the second season. They're going to start shooting in November, apparently. So there's, gonna be a, there's a lot to tell. There's a lot to tell, apparently. Yes. Hmm. So I like that. I like. Well, the, you know what? This this could be good because for the, for the most part, like in the general films, they don't really go into. And, and George Lucas did a terrible job of yeah. this going into why the Empire is bad right. and why they needed a rebellion right. and exactly how that worked, like on a ground level. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just have the big picture. But like. If you talk about Nazis, you, sh- you go, oh, they're bad. But then if you show them, oh, they're fucking taking people and putting them on trains and then putting them in, 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 in yeah. into showers and gassing them and then fucking pulling their teeth out and whatever yeah. so they could sell their gold teeth, like down, down to that level of fucking disgustingness. Like we have never, we've never even, we have no idea what the empire is capable of. And, and so this could be the opportunity to really get into that. That could be cool. Not that I want to see fucking that kind of gross shit, but like, I'm just saying, like, there is a reason why they're bad. You know, we have to get into it. I also hope we see Bix again, played by Adria Arjona, because she's just nice to look at. <laughs> there, I mean, they, they had an implied sex scene, right, with her? When she shows uh, oh. up to the guy's house and then wakes up in the morning, putting on her clothes. Yeah, Tim. She was seeing the guy, yeah. Tim, who was just the worst. He was, like, stalking her. I'm glad he died. It's fine. Yeah, Tim can die. He, he needed to get that shot. fucking guy. <laughs> but there's a lot of... He was playing yeah. stupid games, yeah. and he won a stupid prize. Yeah. So, <laughs> just like... Yeah, it's, it's so 80s movie, actually. Movie. Uh, but, so, yeah, no, that was, like, the deaths. There was a lot of deaths. It was crazy. Um, uh, the other thing I loved is that the robot, the droid got peed on by those little dogs. That was funny. <laughs> so even the humor, it's like, it's not forced. It's very organic, the little, but it's not, it's mostly a humorless, very, you know, serious show, which I, I appreciate. Are we uh, just to clarify that his construction buddy? Yeah. He's, he's the guy that tied up the ship to a, a big thing, right? That like the piece oh, of garbage. He, he must, yeah, he must've done that to keep to the, help him out. Yeah. To help him out. Yeah. Because he was pulling the cable, right? And he saw, yeah, the blues. Yeah, I love them clanging, the low-tech alarm. Everybody's clanging. Uh, And the guy was just over his head, the fucking officer. Like, they were smiling when they thought they had him. And and the the street chase, like the speeder chase, looked like it was going fast, not slow, like those fucking speeders (laughs) in Boba Fett. It was going like two miles an hour. Shit is blowing up, and it's actually moving fast. Thank you. Yeah, you know, there's the, the, whatchamacallit, what was the last show they did? Obi Wan. Obi Wan. That was a really that was a Filoni verse show, right? That's a John Favreau wrote it. 
That was. Oh. So Favreau okay. wrote it. That's like their universe. But they were trying to be too Star Wars. I mean, yeah. they were being Star Wars. Yeah. They were like, they were being Star Wars without like the intense cinematic feel. And mm-hmm. this, this is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum, right? It's like barely Star Wars, but it feels fresh Star Wars. Like, yeah, I think there's room for all of it. There should be. Like, you shouldn't be mad. That I, they, they, well, the problem with all those other shows is that there's some, like, silly shit going on that they could have easily avoided, like, with the girl running. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it becomes Home Alone, you know? It's just stupid. Like, they don't need to do all that's that. That's the but, goofy stuff that sometimes is in a lot of the Star Wars. Yeah, well, you have, like, it's like the Jar Jar Binks thing. It's like, you could have totally avoided putting that character in, and then the movies wouldn't have seemed as bad, but, you know... They made those calls. I appreciate this outside, like not a Star Wars guy doing a Star Wars thing. Like, I love when people do that because occasionally you will get, you know, very revealing, fresh new things. Well, so. listen, if you start fucking with the lore, right. then the fans That's, are going to yeah. be crazy. So, I mean, will we see any <laughs> was, character we know in the show? I don't know. Was Probably. Ryan Johnson a uh, a uh, Star Wars no. guy doing Star Wars? No, he kind of did the same thing with that middle movie, right? He well, yeah, so I was just going to yeah. point out is there's no absolutes, right? You can't yeah. just be like, we want always outside guys. But he did goofy shit like uh, Luke Skywalker throwing the saber over his shoulder. That's goofy. He, like, it wouldn't, you, can, you can't see him doing that in this show. No, but that was like going no. into something that Star Wars wasn't was. But that's like that ultimately comes down to mismanagement of this whole brand by Kathleen Kennedy. Really? There's a there's a Spotify podcast I listen to this guy from The Hollywood Reporter, The Town. And he was doing like a Q and A with a with a dude, and this dude went on this rant. It's great about how the the biggest IP movie franchise possibly ever has been so mismanaged uh, since Kathleen Kennedy took over. And he was like, "She is a great producer. Her track record is great. She's done a lot of good, but she's probably just not right for the Star Wars because they can't get their shit together." He talked about there was no plan for the sequels. Uh, clearly. J.J. Uh, Abrams made the first one without any plan or knowing where it was going to happen, and that's what you get. It's a fucking mess. Yeah, it was kind of like they they weren't confident enough in the story that they wanted to tell, so they left it all open, and that was just not a good idea. He basically said the movie side of Star Wars is dormant at the moment, and maybe Star Wars should just focus on television because at least it could do something there. Star, the way Star Wars is run right now it seems to me very much how dc comics was run oh my god a little bit just every like there's not really a cohesive story across everything and it seems like every not everything but a lot of the different things people do are just like they have carte blanche to do whatever they want so you, you get some things that are good and some that are bad and some that are very uneven and none of it at all none of it feels like it's all that connected because everyone's kind of doing their own thing it's all over the place for sure and you see that this i I don't think that it's a bad idea to have a fucking huge ass universe and everybody can kind of play around yeah. in it, but you just have to respect the material. Yeah. Like that's all. I mean, it's that simple. Like you can make a, uh, let you, let's say you can make a star Wars with comedic elements, but it can't like, you can't make star. You can't make Darth Vader funny. Right. Like you just, you have to, like it has to work in its on its own. That's not like, besmirching or or negatively affecting established things some people don't care about that they're like yeah let's make batman funny or let's make fucking darth vader funny but that's 
No, the real fans don't want that. Not in the not in the actual universe. Maybe in like a fucking Lego story, you could do that or something. You know, which they do. But yeah, but um, which is fine. It's for kids. It's not meant for whatever. But you can do all these things, like a serious side, a comedic side, as long as you're not fucking with the lore. As long as you're not fucking with canon, I think anything goes. So you can do it. You can do what Kathleen Kennedy like kind of wanted to do, but she just didn't give a shit about the lore. And that's the problem. Yeah. By, by the way, I'm Ron Favreau did not write Obi-Wan. Oh, he didn't? Who wrote it? Uh, originally written by... I thought... Camila John. Oh, Osim he wrote Boba Amini. Fett. Yeah. Oh, he, he wrote... wrote Bo- oh, yeah. He, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a Filoni. Oh, that is... Uh, Okay, so it's not in that universe. I mean, it's in the Star Wars verse, but not directly influenced by them. The next thing they got is Mando and I think Ahsoka. Yeah, Mando's probably coming out early next year. And uh, the music was good in this show, too. I kind of like some of the fucking synth techno uh, score was kind of cool. Let's do this. uh, Let's rate this first three episodes. What, What would you guys give it? Um... Anthony. Show it rugs. Okay, rugs. I feel like it's a solid seven. Like it's better. Like just the production value alone puts it at seven. Um, I did think it was slow. Yeah. I feel like that they didn't. They were too decompressed there. They should tighten things up. But um, yeah, I think that it's high quality. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to, I'm going to go seven and a half. I think it's going to get better. We can look forward to seeing Forrest Whitaker, Assault Guerrera, and a couple other cast members. Um, but I look, I like this dark adult mature take. It's, uh, it's very refreshing. It's fun to watch. I'm going to stick with it. Anthony, what would you give? Oh man, I do agree with everybody. I think. It was a little slow at times. I mean, I think there were definitely some times during the second episode for sure that I was picking up my phone and looking at some other stuff while yeah. I had it on. And the, it felt like kind of a background thing at yeah. some certain points. Yeah, yeah. But that third episode is really pretty. Is is pretty damn good. Uh, that that was probably one of the more tense things I've seen in Star Wars since Rogue One. Maybe some of the Mando stuff. Um, so yeah, so it's probably like a seven and a half. Nice. Good enough to get me to, if you want to review it at the end, I'll watch it for okay, you. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think if we can keep up and finish the 12 episodes, we'll give it a uh, another look-see at the end when it's over. But, uh, no, dude, the shootout was fucking dope. I love how Luthen, like, you're learning his rules, or he's like, set up your exit on your uh, your entry, uh, exit on your entry, or there's another rule. Uh, I can't wait to see what Cassie learns from him and the shit that happens. So if you can't stand, you can't fight. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Crane kick. Uh, quiet. Uh, and, okay. Quiet. <laughs> quiet. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised. I thought you would kind of dig it after watching this. I'm like, this is different. This is very different. I like well, it. we can understand what quality yeah. is. If something's made with quality and care we're gonna pick up on it looks you know, good just- all right let's find out what our listeners thought in news from the nation it's hot for news from the nation it's time for news from the nation 
Thanks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, Chris Marin writes best Star Wars things since Rogue One so far. Okay. Likes it a lot. Daryl K said Star Wars went and got all grown up ish. And Ethan Cranford says really enjoying this take on the Star Wars universe. I hope they don't fumble it as the season progresses. Yeah. If they can keep up like what started in episode three and keep that momentum. I think this would be a tense thriller of a show. No more decompressed writing. Just fucking get it over with. Put it out there. We've got 12 episodes. We'll see. Uh, yeah, 12 is long now. You know, once Comparatively to what we're used to. Compared to the Disney. Marvel six episode shows and even Disney will go eight sometimes. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, Obi-Wan was what? Six? Obi-Wan was six and Boba Fett was six. I think is Mando 10, eight? Nine, I can't yeah, remember. you have plenty of episodes. Don't need this to like stretch it out. Let's like make things happen, yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's a long season, so uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, I want to bring up uh, a link Nick Shev posted in our Facebook group, Jogging Nerd oh, Nation. No. It's to a trailer, and he writes, Kumail sighting. Everyone ain't the only one who sees the greatness of this guy. Yeah. It's for a Hulu show called Welcome to Chippendales. And it's it's done from the people who did Pam and Tommy. Would you like to Which lot? was a great fucking show. It's very good. Here's the thing about the Chippendales. I didn't know that the founder of Chippendales was an Indian dude with an accent. And apparently there's like a murder and unsolved mysteries and blood and stuff involved and drugs uh, and crime involved in the founding of Chippendales. So hmm. right there, I was like, oh shit, I'm in. I don't know if you guys got to sc- scrub through I'm, I'm this. watching it as you were, as you this were talking. Trailer. So if we, once you listen to the audio, it's funny because Kamel's doing like a thick Indian accent. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, but which is probably what the guy sounded like. I'm offended by that. <laughs> are you? Why does he have to sound like that? Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what are your uh, initial thoughts just looking at this thing? If I had all the time in the world, maybe I'd consider watching it, but I don't, so probably won't watch it. I normally don't really watch these, I, I guess, based on a true story, yeah, retellings yeah. of history. Yeah, I love these. Unless someone's like, they're really awesome. But yeah, yeah this seems right up your alley, Imran, because you liked the Pam and Tommy stuff, and, and yes. you liked the, uh, the Lakers show. Yes, Winning Time is great, and it's got Kumail playing like... And a, it's got Kumail. So I've heard, I read articles about him w- w- getting ready for this show, and apparently like this is one of his hardest fucking acting gigs he's ever had. And it fucked with his head, and so oh, because he actually has to act in so. this one. I think not just be Camille yes, Johnny. I think that's probably why. <laughs> oh, God forbid, he has to actually act. Like, I have to do an accent and actually pretend to be a different person. Wait a minute, no, it's kind of what he said. It was like this is actually stretching like my my skills here. So you know, kudos to him for taking it. This is fucking. This is a big role, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to watch just because. Uh, uh, you tell me how it is. Yeah, tell us. I'll tell watch us the first it. episode. Let you know. You're going to watch the whole entertaining thing. This is November 22nd <laughs> on the Hulu. You're definitely going to watch the whole thing. I mean, you, this is right look, up your alley. Amron loves to watch guys take off their clothes. <laughs> he loves to mail the Johnny. So I mean, it's I like, got to watch RRR, which features like top shirtless brown dudes, you know. In the, oh, that's his favorite. <laughs> still haven't watched that. I got to watch it for Jose Ibarra for our next before our next. Discord Why haven't hangout. you watched it? I that just, should be something. I've been top of your list. I'm trying yeah. to watch 90s action movies. 
I need to break it up. I was like, let me watch an hour at a time. We're, by the hour. way, we're going to have to at some point set a date for the Chinese movie. So just just so month. that we can we have a, a goal to aim for at some point. Oh my god, it's going to have to be at some point next month, and I still have to or catch November. up. Or Probably November. Or pushed it back because <laughs> yeah. there's still a lot of movies to catch up on. Movies and TV shows. It's just I haven't tough. watched anything from that fucking list. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta get on that. All right, wait. I got another thing from the nation, which is fun, and this is a jock thing. Well, it's a jock and nerd thing. David Zika posted a link to an article with this quote, hashtag jock and nerd news, Tom Hardy in a rare role without a mask. This article said Tom Hardy uh, entered the 2022 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Open Championship and won gold in his fucking category. Oh, shit. Hmm. Like, yeah, I, I was aware of this. You So did you know that he's an actual like, no, MMA guy? No, I didn't know that. Well, jiu-jitsu. He played one in a movie. He did play one in a movie, and it sounds like he got into it because of the movie. So there you go. Dude, the pictures of him in his like gi with this beard, he looks fucking, fucking badass. And uh, are you surprised that he's good, Anthony? Would you go watch him fight? No. Am I surprised that he's good? I mean, anyone. Can I mean, after good. seeing Logan Paul fight a fucking legit oh my MMA God, he dude, he should fight Tom Hardy. Yeah. Anybody could Tom do Hardy. it. I mean, anyone with a lot of money and a lot of free time can get pretty good at something. Do you think he should get get in? Dana White should give him a call and throw him in no, for some ratings. No, no that's, that's he's forty two. So yeah, that's not happening. That's the thing. He should just fight Logan Paul. That would be hilarious. Mm. Uh, They're this, doing different sports, but sure. This championship held at a school, so it's very Cobra Kai. <laughs> very Cobra Kai. Oak Grove School. I just thought that was crazy that he beat this shit out and fucking won. Yeah. Fucking hell. I think he was probably in like a Masters League or something. Okay. older. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really do a ton of research. Uh, Yeah. Tom Hardy's winning. Okay. Let's uh, finish up with some what are we watching. I'm just going to get She-Hulk out of the way. You guys caught up on the She-Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Jen goes to a wedding, gets drunk. There's a fucking. Terrible. There's a website where incels want to kill her. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Rugs. I, I I really liked the first maybe two episodes of She-Hulk, and it's progressively gotten kind of shitty. And this was a very bad episode, so there's not much to talk about on that. It's just you, you can clearly see that they moved episodes around. Yeah, yeah. Because they had to shuffle things. In because yeah, they shuffled them around. So in earlier episodes, she's got on like outfits that like fit her and stuff, and then and, like all of a sudden she's wearing these giant baggy suits. Oh, that's a good point because they also talked about how they moved the origin up from episode eight, so they probably yeah. So it's like it just. It's incongruent. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't match at all. It's just all over the place. And even, like, yeah, it's like, why would she want to go as She-Hulk to a party? Like, even, like, I don't know. It doesn't match to what she was saying earlier. It's just, it just I don't know. She's like, she doesn't want to be She-Hulk. She doesn't need to be She-Hulk. And now she all she wants to be is She-Hulk. I don't know. Only guys like she. It's like so confusing. I mean, but it, it is a show, you know, about. Well, women, I mean, so even in the show, <laughs> like her friend who was getting married was was mad that she showed up as She Hulk, and then when she became She Hulk, she was drunk and she was like, "I can't believe She Hulk is at my wedding." Nothing on this show makes any sense. Like, why is she fighting Titania the, in the beginning episode, and then like oh, they're fighting again? Well, yeah, it's why like, did that happen it, in the first episode? No, nobody knows. Uh, yeah, it's just it, there's not a there's not. I mean, it seems like they tease something at the end, but there's not really a through line to what this all even 
why this even matters. I mean, the, the most interesting stuff was when Bruce was there, right? And yeah. he gets shipped to space. He gone. And now the cameos have gotten progressively sillier and sillier. And now we didn't even have a cameo in this episode. We got the rug pulled out from underneath us. Uh, pun intended, rug boy. Was that the and, joke, though, maybe? Like, oh, we're going to tease yeah, Daredevil. No, yeah, of course okay. it was the joke. She even said, well, wedding episode doesn't mean anything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I'm, uh, I'm I, I, that was an episode where I watched and I forgot what happened. You didn't enjoy Mr. Immortal jumping out of the window and, like, fleecing seven women and faking his uh, life? I mean, it's and, cute. It's a cute little thing. Is it? Is it really a cool side plot? No, not I mean, it doesn't really matter. You know, on the one hand, if they're doing like a sitcom, this is a typical like sitcom setup that it does. It's just a thing, sure. right? It's like a one and done comedy setup that doesn't have amount to anything. Sure. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just not for me. Not right now. They, these episodes have gotten to the point where they're not for me and I'll, I'll keep watching because I have to. Is because I want to there's actually. Only, but, there's only three left. Yeah. It's just uh, it's not a good show. And I think. <laughs> When you compare it to like Andor, you're yeah. just like, wow, what a what a breath of fresh air Andor is. Yeah. And you watch this and you go, mm, was this the direction I really wanted Marvel to go? I don't think so. If you were going to make a comedy show, it's got to make you laugh. Now, yeah, this, it just was, wasn't funny. And not make you cringe. I thought there was a you, couple of funny things in this episode that made like me laugh. Like what? <laughs> I can't <laughs> remember said, like, them what? right now. There was a couple. What was the funniest thing? There's a couple of jokes. Did her shaking her ass like Megan Stallion make you laugh? I was, I was like, no, no that's not that. funny. That's not in this episode. I mean, the, but, like, she something. falls on her face and breaks her teeth. That's not that funny. Oh, she breaks her no. veneers. No, Jen had some moments with the guy when she was drunk that I thought were kind of funny. I can't remember. Was that I mean, guy? She's she's a charismatic. She's charismatic. It's just yeah. there's not there's not a lot going on. Yeah, the show's just not. They're just they're firing a lot of blanks when it comes to being funny. What I don't understand if the, they were trying to get her blood when she's She Hulk. Why don't you just get her when she's Jen? Like you can clearly stick a needle in her and get her blood. I mean, the only <laughs> kind of like the intelligentsia. I looked them up. That's a real it's kind group. of a fun thing. Yeah. It's a real group led by Modok and the leader at different points. Yeah, the smartest villains in the universe. Yeah. I think Doom at one point gets involved with intelligence. So they, now they turned it into like a QAnon Reddit fucking thing like they did in the Batman. Perhaps. Yeah, I yeah. just they got a there's just the, the show's been just kind of meandering along. All right. I guess it yeah. is a sit, sitcom, but yeah, not I did. I was this is one of the first times where I'm like that episode. So Wow. <laughs> wow i watched it late i've been Thursday. feeling like that i've been feeling like that for a while but it's just this one was like too much to at least like, they're short and there's only three more let me show me daredevil and don't make him all goofy it, it, it was one of those where it was 30 minutes and i felt like it was an hour oh god, like, oh, god. <laughs> jesus that's not good maybe i watched it the, i watched it on thursday night right before i was gonna go to bed and i was like this this has put me right to sleep. All right. Let's talk about something good. You guys caught up on House of the Dragon. I've only yeah. I didn't catch the the last episode oh. which one the after the wedding. So I'm at the wedding. I gotta watch the next one uh tonight, actually, probably. Oh, we can't talk so about sorry. it. Now we can't talk ah. about it, god damn it. The time right. jump episode. All, all, all I have to say is I haven't seen obviously this latest episode, and I'm very disappointed that it's the last we've seen of those actresses. Yeah, this Perhaps. this next episode is, pre- is pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, it's that, very good. This, that wedding episode was, that was crazy. It was pretty good. And then the shit that they show you that there happens is it's crazy. There is some things that make that, that are weird visually going on. Yeah, but in terms let, of let me like, just ask you guys this: Are you yeah. guys happy with the new actresses? Because that's one of the biggest things I'm worried about is can they replace those old actresses? First of all, I don't, I don't even think why, why they needed to recast them. 
Yeah, I don't even think they needed to. So the, to be honest, the girl playing Allison looks just like the other one. Uh, and then the actress repl- Emmy, uh, Emma Darcy, I think, replaces Renera. She's she's good. Like by the end of it, you you you're I mean, you get it. They they still act like that. They still act, yes. They still like you feel like it's the same person. I think so. I think it comes. Some it's of the older. other aged up actors is a little is a little iffy. It's not as as solid, but the main two, I think, are still good. Sorry, I should have watched it, but I put off Andor till the last minute, and then I was like, "Fuck, I got to go to Rugs, bed." Would you agree the two the two leads are are still pretty compelling? Um, yeah, they're fine. I think that the by the end of the episode, you're you're fine with it, and you make the transition. But I still don't think it was necessary at all, hmm. and I think that the illusion doesn't work as well. The only person that they really aged up is the king. Oh, yeah. He just looks more decrepit. Mm, shit. And oh, I just spoiled it. For no, me. that's okay. <laughs> I, but, I, uh, I kind of figured. Yeah. But um, Imran said it last yeah. week. Anyway. Yeah. But like, um, it's in the pro. Yeah, it's they, in the pro. They, they, they should have aged up everyone else to look older because some people look exactly the same. They should have totally aged. Some people yeah, just years. age better than others. No, not white people. <laughs> not Targaryens. <laughs> They're pale and pasty. Come on. No, white people. <laughs> All right. Look, I can't wait till we talk about this at the end, but catch up for next week, Anthony, because this is a show. HBO's come out with the numbers. The viewing numbers have increased every episode. They're saying it is averaging like 29 million viewers now wow. overall. And I, every, mean, I like it. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Every episode has picked up. People have catched up and caught on. Well, let me, let me tee you guys up. I haven't been watching this, but I'm still curious on how it's going. Rings of Power. What do you guys think? Rugs, what happened in this? Spoilers. Spoiler what happened in this last episode? Remind me real quick. Oh, shit. It was... Uh, basically, Galadriel uh, gets the forces together. Oh, right. And getting an army. Gets everyone on board to, like, sail out she, to fucking Middle Earth. She's training the... From the, the Numenor. Yeah, she's having sword fights and training them. And she trained, the, yeah, she trained some people. Um, the big tall, the big tall guy uh, who fell from Earth uh, s- protects them and saves them from like a warthog and does a ground pound. It has like well, it's a wolf. A, yeah. a wolf. He's got like magic fucking superpowers. That was so now. Now what's going on on uh, what's going around on the interwebs is uh, Sauron is actually the dude that's with Galadriel. Oh, they, oh wait, and not Adar that guy from the Southlands. Yeah, he's because they show him doing a lot of fucking uh, uh, blacksmithing. Yeah, and yeah. that's how he makes his own ring. Sauron makes his own yeah, ring. He wanted right? to be a blacksmith. He's he's yeah. He uh, so they're like, oh, they're like, oh, this guy's always fucking making weapons and shit, and like blacksmithing, and he's tall and he's good looking, and Sauron when he comes to uh, to you know whatever he. He can come in the form of a beautiful man, so like he fits the bill for that, and he wouldn't be like a twisted person like Adar is at this point. Or that's his name is Adar. That's the main orc guy. Yeah. So that's the rumor is that he's actually Sauron and in disguise, and that's going to be the big reveal at the end when he finally gets to Middle Earth. But um, I. My big problem with this is uh, it's the, the same problem I had with Andor is that like nothing's happening. Yes, that's true. Like, they're, 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 like it's one, it's like really like yes. 
going so slow. It's, yeah. Yeah. And we don't need to spend this much time with all like they're beating everything like a dead horse. They're like really like, okay, we get it. Like there's this, the father son dynamic of the, of, um, I forgot the name of the guy. Um, the, the guy who is the sailor who wants to be on the, who, who wants to be on the, uh, he wants to be one of the, he wants to be one of the people who sails oh, out. Door. Isildur. Yeah. So Isildur, he's the guy that actually in the Lord of the Rings, he's supposed to take the ring to get unmade in Mount right, Doom. Right. And he turns around and puts it right. on and decides to use the ring of he's power. He's the guy we see in the beginning of the first Lord of the Rings movie, right? When they're showing you what happens. Yes, he's the one who chops his finger off. Yeah, he chops Sauron's, Sauron's fingers off, right. off and, and, and was able to make Sauron go away. So, um, so yeah, so like he's a major figure in Lord of the Rings lore. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out, but like they're really taking too long. I will say this. I'm still enjoying both shows for completely different reasons. Like, you know, House of the Dragon is just solid. Go ahead. Everybody's playing the game. It's fucked up. This is it's unraveling slowly. And what we're like, does it feel like Tolkien to you? Does it feel like Lord of the Rings? To me, it does. I didn't read the books. To me, it does feel like it's part of that world. But it's all it's been all set up. Like Like you said, mermaid. But yeah, what? Part of this world? Part of that world. Yes, it's under the sea. Under the sea. Uh, Sorry. But this is very, it's all like five, six, whatever, how many episodes? Like nothing really. What has happened? Not much. It's well, a very. eight episode show to be at f- episode five and say nothing's happened. It's got to be a little worrisome. Well, okay. Like, let me take you to the plot very quickly. Yeah. Okay. So Galadriel's been hunting down Sauron and. Uh, Basically, uh, all of the elves are like, cut to shit. Like, he's not around anymore. You're look, you're chasing a, a fool's errand. And they send her, they want to sell her, send her to the Valar, right? In, in the Undying Land. So they put her on a boat. She jumps off that boat. It's like Valhalla, right? Like the heaven. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. She's like, so fuck she this, jumped, I'm out. <laughs> she's like, no, she's like, fuck this. I don't want to go to Valhalla. Yeah. So she jumps off the boat. And then she ends up on this other boat with this other guy that's actually Sauron or supposedly well, he, anyway, he's like this this king that is uh, es- escaped. He's escaping from something. He's escaping. Uh, he, his story is he's escaping uh, Middle Earth because like uh, there's fucking orcs everywhere, like taking over everything, and they took his kingdom from him. So she and him, you know, they they, they get discovered by the Numenorians, which are like these humans that like have this great city, and they they live low. They 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 used to live longer than regular humans, and they were. A little stronger and blah blah blah. They're like uber humans, mm-hmm. and so they take them in. And she's trying to convince them. Listen, we got to go to war in Middle Earth, and that's it. That's all that's happening. Well, meantime, mm. this, in five episodes. This, no, the meantime, these pre hobbits, Hartfoots, this dude falls from the sky, and they just find. And what's happened since he fell nothing. from the sky? They're just walking. They're walking. He's protecting <laughs> them. They're protecting him. They're not sure if he's good or bad. One girl trust in him and he helps them out we don't know who this guy is he he doesn't speak he's learning how to talk so five or six hours have passed thus far and that's not really a and lot then what about the other the other elf those- with that girl uh and her son who have the hilt of uh sauron sword right yeah so they're anyway so, so all that- the, this guy this guy runs away and he 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 runs away from the lands right because orcs are taking over and in the area where the orcs are taking over, there's this, there's these elves who are supposed to like watch over the humans. And, um, 
they get attacked and they find out that there's a fucking shitload of orcs underground burrowing underground they can't or whatever. Go in the sun like me they can't go in the sun so there's also this discovery of this sword i guess it's the sword that sauron needs it's like a fucking you know it, it's a it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. but that's it yeah in five episodes <laughs> happened like that's I, I mean for five episodes that's the only thing that's like just trying to describe to you what happened in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh my god! In the past it's five so episodes, packed. so many things have yeah. happened, and you know where like, that's going, right? I don't really know where this show is going. Like I'm not sure. Like the problem is, is this show is, is called rings, rings of Power? Yes, where are these rings? When are you right? gonna make the rings? Show me the rings. Uh, the rings of power, and that in it, in and of itself, I don't even think they have the license to do that. So I feel like why did they name the show Rings of Power if you don't even own the rights to Cimmerillion? Where all the stories of the Rings of Power take place, like we, like basically, Anthony, the, the, this is all filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at the it's end of the day, it's like the only thing that the things that actually happen is the rings get made, and then uh, Sauron, like it's a MacGuffin. Like basically, these rings get made, but Sauron knows that he can create a ring that'll control everybody, mm-hmm. and so every, he'll instantly bring all of the races under his power if he can make the if he makes the no, one it ring. continues to look beautiful and cinematic so, and just like that keeps me around but there's not even a thought of the rings being made at this point we mentioned like, didn't the, someone the, mentioned the, a forge once and that was it yeah they were yeah there's just been a mention so it's like you call the show the rings of power that should be like the paramount thing that's happening right that should be like the overarching looming thing and I, I can't see it looming now. I could see it looming maybe three seasons from now mm. because right now the, we're still like inching along to get to get these people to Middle Earth so they can all kind of clash. And I think that's how it's going to end this first season. Like they're all going to finally clash and you're going to reveal that that's Sauron and then that. Oh, it's the big reveal. Boom, There's also a, a whole dwarf uh, nation dwarves that are helping and they're involved somehow there's a lot of different people Well, they're setting that up because they got the ore that they're gonna make the oh, rings the with eventually and they got that they found the mithril or whatever that right the L- yes. and this is a fucking- uh, i think actually galadriel's ring that sh- that that's made um is made of mithril or has mithril in it so the elves yeah. need this thing the dwarves found to keep their because their light is dying out or some something it's very i don't know i'm still watching but i'm like where's this going well that's what I'm saying. It's like they, they they've wasted these five episodes to just get someone from point A to point yeah. B and kind of just let you know what's going on. But like, it's a lot. They could have done it in two episodes. They could have done it maybe three if you want to stretch it three. Yeah. yeah. Like by the time we're here, we should be like full on into like, like the falling action. We should really be like, okay, this is the story starting to, you know, hit its uh, hit its stride and then you know then we a few more episodes we have the resolution you know but we're not even there yet i mean and it feels like we're all setting everything the up action they've showed has been good though also i thought like what's the main conflict i don't know right I now don't know. <laughs> she's trying to like, what's the con- like the main conflict uh, thus far is galadriel had to convince right. them to go to, to get, the middle to, earth yeah get an army is that like is that like enough of a conflict to make you want to watch a show (laughs) so they just got to get their shit together they have they don't have the rights to the cimmerillion so they're they're doing some kind of weird dance around Mm. it Mm. and i think that that's actually working not to the benefit of the show Mm -hmm. 
Is the show bad? No. I just think the show is like just crawling at a very, very slow pace. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they can even touch any of this cool stuff that's out there. And if they can't, then that show's dead in the water. It's dead on. Rugs is exactly right. So that's what's happening. Anyways, what else? Anybody watch anything else they want to mention that was fun? I watched Short Circuit. Oh, Johnny number five with Fisher Stevens <laughs> playing a Pakistani guy and doing the accent and speaking order. He never says he's Pakistani. Yeah, but he speaks. He says he's, he's, he's speaking. He said he's from Bakersfield. He's speaking Urdu. <laughs> he learned Urdu to for this role. Hey, I, you know. Come on. I say Shiza. I, I Does that make me says, German? Why did you watch Short Circuit? I love when he's like, come on, Yar. Like he's trying. And then, yeah, Johnny number five. Why did you watch Short Circuit? I don't know. I just felt like I saw it. And I was like, ah, oh, watch I could this. be rebooted with Kamel. Put Kamel in it. It'd I think I remember. I saw I was, I was, I was on one of the streamers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, short This circuit, is when you could put five. a white guy in brown face. And it was okay. Right? It'll work. <laughs> like Soul Man. Anthony, have you ever seen Short Circuit? No, I have no really? idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. No. You should watch. It's hilarious. It's like 80s comedy. You know what? You can't just watch Short Circuit. You got to watch Short Circuit 1 and it, 2. Yeah. Because what? It feels like unfinished, like an unfinished story. This guy when who's you get... like kind of a geek loser builds a robot, tries to get the girl. There's shenanigans. They he's stop not, a crime. No, he's like a genius. He's a smart guy, right? But he's awkward yeah. around women and stuff, you know. But then oh. he, uh, he builds a Johnny number five AI robot, and the thing is great. No, that's not how that's you. Not what that's not what happens. I haven't seen the movie in years. It's it's Iron Giant before Iron oh, Giant. That's okay. all it is. There right, you go. right, right, right. Okay. I should watch it again, too. It's 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 like a, a military robot. A bunch of military robots are made. They're they're showing them off to people. And then one of them gets hit by lightning. Oh, and it, right. it, it becomes oh, alive. Oh, my God. I forgot about all of that. And it has it becomes sentient all yeah. of a sudden. It shouldn't because the way that the program is, there's no way that, that there's enough sophistication for it to be alive. So it's just there's something going on. It's malfunctioning. But it turns out he is alive, and then he finds a friend, and the friend, they you know, it's kind of like, yeah, the whole Iron Giant just unfolds, except it's on a smaller scale. Hmm. Uh, uh, it is a it classic is. 80s comedy, though. What was Iron Giant before Iron Giant? Was it, was it Short Circuit, and that was the only one, right? Um, you tell me. Sure. I would I say so. I'm not... Uh... I'm doing 90s action movies, so yeah. if it's a TV show that I have to watch, yeah. the only thing I have time for left is 90s action movies, which I haven't watched any in a, in a bit. Well, so you have it. I got to okay. get back, on, gotta that. Get back yeah. on that. Yeah, let me know when you're watching one, because maybe I'll watch it at the same time so we can talk about it. In well, the I think next the next show. one I'm going to aim to watch is Total Recall, because I, oh. I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, oh all right. Well, Hagen, you have what you want. Give the people the air. I remember seeing <laughs> it as a kid and being very confused that this was an Arnold movie and what was going on. Consider this a divorce. Great line. <laughs> He's got great one-liners. That is a great sci-fi movie, though. Just the whole concept of it. It's fucking great. A bunch to watch. I got that or... The Girl with Three Boobs? Yeah. Or uh, Rapid Fire Showdown in Little Tokyo. As well. Oh, those are I'm either, one, I'm either going to do catch up on Schwarzenegger. I do it in bunches. So I do either... I pick an actor and I do hit the movie. So... Like, for instance, I did all the Cage, and then I did all of Van Damme, so then I'm either going to do all of Schwarzenegger or all of... Uh, so you're all caught up on Van Damme? For all the movies that we needed to see, I caught up on all of them, yeah. All right, okay. So it's either next is Brandon Lee or Schwarzenegger. So if it's Schwarzenegger, I'm doing recall, Total Recall and rewatching True Lies, and if it's Brandon Lee, I'm doing Showdown Little Tokyo or Rap- and Rapid Fire. Those are all great. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid Fire is great. I can't wait to watch... 
I gotta watch. Yes, and we will get to that '90s tournament soon. I gotta catch up on sometime in November, maybe. Yeah, we said September, and we're gonna push. Are you watching, Imran? Are you watching that Quantum Leap show? No, I checked out the Quantum Leap reboot. There's actually a new episode on tonight, and I I caught the re-airing of the pilot episode. And it's not a reboot. It's actually in the same universe. They mentioned Dr. Sam Beckett and Ziggy. It's the same AI. Uh, You have Dr. Ben Song as the lead. And, you know, the first episode is very TV. They had to explain everything and set it up. But you know what? It kind of had that charm of quantum leap. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, He leaps into a guy who's about to, like, pull off a a big robbery. And the dude's going to get shot. So he has to get him to not do it. Uh, And it's the same setup. But he's lost his... He's lost his memory, and you learn, you're going to learn about him along the way. And then, spoilers, at the end of the first episode, he leaps out, and he leaps into an astronaut who's on the shuttle as it's taking off, which, of course, that's crazy. But I might I might try to squeeze this in, because I love the original Quantum Leap so much. I wanted Dr. Sam Beckett to get home. He never does. I think he came home at the last episode and then leaped out again. I forgot how it ended. Uh, but... He's like, this sucks. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to keep leaping. So, yeah, this guy is continuing the same program, and he decides to do it without telling anyone. And They don't know why, and he doesn't remember, but they can reach him by hologram like they did with Al. So, yeah, it's the fucking it's Quantum Leap. You know what? They rebooted MacGyver a few years ago. I never watched that. It wasn't. I don't know if it was any good. The original is not that good. It's only good in my head. This <laughs> I used to love, and it's like good sci-fi, so. I don't know. I'm down. I think I'm, uh, I'm going to try to watch this. It's very network television, though, you know? Yeah, it's totally. You, did you watch the first, the original show, Rugs? Quantum yeah. Leap? I watched a little bit of it. Not. I wasn't like a diehard fan, but I wouldn't watch it. Anthony, you ever watch this? No, no. It was a good show. That I just I remember one moment stuck out where he leaps into this guy's body and he's playing um, to his little kid sister. He's playing guitar and he's playing John Lennon's Imagine. But he's playing this before John Lennon actually wrote it. And the sister is the little sister's like, oh, what is that? He's like, oh, you don't know this yet. Uh, John Lennon's going to write this song and then he gets shot later. And she just got completely. She started crying. He scared the shit out of her, telling her what happens to the Beatles. And for some reason, I always remember that. Like, it was really emotional. He's like, oh, you can't you can't fuck with the past. But it's loosey goosey time travel fucking rules in the show. Yeah. But he's got it. He leaps into somebody's body and he's got to write what they did wrong so that he can fix their life. And then he will leap to the next person and they try to pull him home during the leaps. Of course, they can't. So he's leaping around. So there's always different time periods uh, that they can play with. This is this network quantum leap. I love the quantum leap. It's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. It's if you like the original show, you may, you may enjoy this because it is a continuation of the same thing. Okay. All right, that's good for this week, guys. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me online at Twitter at Really Rugboy. On Twitter. He's at Twitter at, and on Twitter, and he's inside Twitter. Where's Twitter at? Wherever he is, you're up in it. Uh, make sure you visit the show description for this episode, which we'll find links to Rugboy's Twitter, how to get to our T Public shop, how to support the show, how to give back, all that fun stuff. Share the show, listener. That's the most important thing. Text it out, Facebook message it, tweet it, TikTok it, whatever you got to do. Get it out there in the world. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. (laughs) 
fucking loved it. Fuck that show. <laughs> She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Talking nerd. <laughs>